0: Episode 13 with El Graniel. Welcome to the Multidimensional Evolution Podcast with me, Kim McCall. The premise underpinning discussions on this podcast is that life extends beyond the physical dimension, that death is not the end of life. That we're all connected energetically with each other both in the physical dimension and across dimensions and that there is a purpose to our life that involves growth healing and assistance to each other we will be having conversations to expand your consciousness help you connect with your essential self and live life as an integrated multidimensional human being but given the subject matters i have a request don't believe in anything, including what is shared here. Experiment, do your own research, have your own experiences, and always use discernment. The, the musical introduction to this episode is by the Finnish fusion artist Axel Kessel. The song is called Reincarnation. My guest today is Elle Graniel, who spoke with me from her home in Honolulu, Hawaii. Elle is a speaker, author, coach, and trainer who has drawn on her background in NLP and transformational meditation to develop a modality she calls True Speak. We talk about the different voices in our head and how to identify the positive one who is our own inner benevolent leader, how to create inner change. To bring new scenarios into our life and connect with our inner guidance in difficult life situations. Broadening our idea of meditation and how to find the way that works for us. How to use a dark journal to get negative self-talk out of our head. The relationship between health and us living our own truth and the importance of smiling. At the end, Elle does a short guided meditation for you to experience what she calls transformational meditation. I hope you enjoy our conversation. All right, Elle, thanks so much for coming on the podcast today to talk to us about um, true speak and transformational meditation.
1: My pleasure. Thanks for inviting me, Kim.
0: Um, and... Look, I'm really curious because I'd not heard of either of these concepts. And you know, on your on your website, um, uh, it says that TrueSpeak teaches us to connect with our higher power to resolve conflict, turmoil, and unresolved issues in our thoughts and actions. And so I mean that's a very practical a very practical tool. Like who you know, we all know the feeling of inner conflict and turmoil and those sort of things. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to, you know, learning more about that from you and and uh, explore. I think I get the sense transformational meditation is a bit of a tool that you use mm-hmm. in, as part of that. But before we, before we get into the, you know, the nuts and bolts of your work, uh, I guess I would be interested to find out a bit about, you know, let people know a bit how you got to this.
1: Oh, okay, um, and also Kim, jump in anytime because I'm so passionate about what I do um, that I can really just um, get so excited that I that I that I car- carry on and on. So feel free to ask any questions. <laughs> feel
0: free yeah. to interrupt. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you for that permission. <laughs> I will use it if needed. <laughs>
1: Um, so basically, in a in a nutshell, what's interesting is I grew up um, in poverty, you know, with a lot of um, a lot of issues. You know, pretty much anything, um, you know, drug abuse, you know, alcohol abuse, physical abuse, all of the abuses, right, were part of my childhood. Mm-hmm. And you don't know any better when you're a kid necessarily, because nobody talks about these kinds of things. And I grew up in a trailer park. Whereas in the United States, you know, that's kind of got a stigma around it and didn't know any better. Um, but somehow... And, and maybe
0: I, just, sorry, just for people who don't live in the United States, does that essentially mean that you're living in like a caravan or something? It's,
1: a trailer park is wh- where there everybody lives in a trailer, but you don't ever take your trailer anywhere. Yeah. It's where you live, but that's, it's not a house. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Um, so I, I think I was at a very young age. I was already hearing my true voice very clearly um, telling me that I was meant for more and that I would make a difference in people's lives and and such. And,
0: and how did that manifest? So if you were a child, I'm just imagining maybe, you know, eight-year-old or 10-year-old. Hmm? Yeah, Was that the sort of age you're talking about or...
1: Yeah, it started younger than that. I literally, you know how your ego talks in your mind? You know, for most people very often, it's always telling you things. Um, somehow, and I don't know how, well, it's part of my 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 gift, right? Is that I can hear the true voice, the benevolent voice from my higher power and your higher power, different from the ego. There's a different um, language and way that your truth speaks to you versus how your ego speaks to you. So I could hear the difference in the voices in my head. Um, not as insanity. It wasn't like there was multiple people in there talking to me, but um, so I just did my best at a young age to listen to the true source because it was always loving and kind and supportive and believed in me. Whereas the ego was very often, you know, there's no hope and, you know people are making fun of you and you know so so you have that
0: I, that's that connection even as a as a young age um like you said to tell the difference to 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 trust the the positive voice
1: exactly and kim yeah. you know and it's my opinion we all do we all can hear our truth um but it gets lost in all the chatter of today's society, right? With mm. the when devices and such.
0: Yeah. Um, and, and I guess the chatter, I, I would, I was keen to jump in then when you, you know, you, you, had the, you sort of qualified that the voices, you know, you, you talked about hearing multiple voices and then you sort of qualified, not like insanity, you know, and I think, mm-hmm. I think that really, there's a big, there's a big stigma attached to you know, having voices in your head. I mean, it's kind of a running joke and that, that, that gets you know, used in movies and so on. Um, mm-hmm. And, but really, uh, we all have that. We all have these multiple personalities and that's not, not actually a disorder. It's a, it seems to be the nature of our psychology, doesn't it? Yes.
1: It's when we choose to attach ourselves to the personality that's not our truth because it's easier in many cases um that that's when things go poorly is so, when we attach ourselves to not our true identity but one of the other you know personalities that and we, we create these personalities because you know most of us have some kind of trauma in our life either someone passes or you know we had to move or our parents got divorced or you know maybe we um, were very ill and so these personalities get developed to help us cope right with being different or disappointed or yeah or hurt and that's why it's important to remember that that's just something that's helping you get through that situation but now you know it's going to be 2020 and that personality was created in say 1987 right so it's not helping you any longer it's actually keeping Mm. you tethered um, and not able to move forward
0: so let's get let's get uh, i'm very keen to to get back and explore a bit more your, your paradigm around all that, the personalities, and, and especially that concept of the truth. But mm-hmm. before before we get there, let's just go back to, you know, so you're a young child somehow able to, to, to tell that there is a voice there that is benevolent and that you, you really resonate or want to listen to. Correct. Um, and, then, and then how did that continue? How did that, you know, because I guess it sounds like your circumstances weren't necessarily favourable.
1: Right. Yeah. I wasn't encouraged in that, that aspect. So um, somewhat growing up Catholic, not really strict, but still that was the, you know, the church that we went to and such. And um, so I remember telling somebody at the church that God speaks to me because I figured that had to be God, right? The loving and kind voice. And Mm. they really chastised me and said, God does not speak to you. Um, You can speak to God through prayer, but God doesn't speak. To people, and um, so by then I was maybe eight or ten years old, and I just thought, huh, well, maybe God doesn't speak to you, but He sure speaks to me. <laughs> I know, you know, I'm getting this truth, this true source, and so then I had to keep it to myself, right? It wasn't something that then I could share with people. When you're a young kid, you don't know any better, you know. You just want to share everything. You want everybody to be happy and such, and. Um, so, so I just um, kept it to myself, and it wasn't until I was in my twenties that I met a um, a guy who's my mentor and the creator of the International Academy of Self Knowledge, where I got to understand that um, literally hundreds and thousands of people uh, hear their true their true voice and can understand the difference between the personalities and the benevolent leadership. That is, you know, our captain in this
0: lifetime. Mm. Okay, so so you found this mentor, um, and you learned a particular framework. Uh, could you talk a bit about <clears throat> about that about that framework, like the the paradigm, I guess. Um, uh, I think you know a lot of listeners to this podcast uh, are. Um, uh, you know familiar with concepts of multiple lives and life beyond death and those kinds of things does that feature in in your framework as well
1: um, it I have never had that experience in the work that I do for myself however when working with other clients so I just um, worked with a gal a couple of days ago who um, she didn't not believe in past lives or believe, you know what I mean? There was not an opinion one way or the other. And during the work that I do, the transformational meditation, she connected to a part from the 1700s. Cause I asked her what year it was. I asked her to ask the part what year it was mm. in late 1700s. And so I have definitely had clients who still have parts that are tethered to past lifetimes that are still trying to run the show in the temple of their body today.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really fascinating. That that uh, that's something that I've been thinking a lot about. That the relationship between the psychological parts that we develop in this lifetime and and as you just described, you know, the ones that we bring with us from from the past. Yes.
1: And you know, now that I'm talking out loud, you know, when I said I haven't really had that experience, I think this is a good example. I have what I believe is an unreasonable fear of heights. Right? It, um, I feel woozy. I feel like if I'm near a balcony, that gravity is sucking me mm-hmm. to the edge and over the
0: balcony. Yeah,
1: it's not horrible, but it's 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 there. And so to me, that would be a past life experience, right? So suppose I was thrown from a cliff or something, right? So even in this lifetime, part of me is trying to keep me safe by keeping me away from edges and high places.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it does seem that it's often trauma that uh, continues on from the past.
1: Mm. Yes.
0: Mm. And so... So with that uh, uh, with that work, what was the organization that you uh, – what it's was that the name again?
1: International Academy of Self-Knowledge. So the okay, acronym, yes. I Ask.
0: Yeah, yeah. Which um, is pretty cool. Yeah, that's <laughs> a good acronym. <laughs> and so what is the paradigm there that you learned there in terms of the relationship between this – do you call it the higher self? The uh, –
1: well, with all with everybody, I I ask them, you know, what what is your connection with your true source? And so, for yep. it's God. For some people, it's universe. Um, I say true source, but I'm c- very comfortable with any of the um, higher power names. You yeah. know, just like, you know, m- my mom's name is Blanche, but I call her mom, and my daughters call her grandma, and she's still the same person, right? So. Um i'm comfortable with however people best associate with their with their higher power or their true source and um But I did get away from the church for a while for a lot of reasons. And so I disassociated myself with the god term And that's when I attached or felt comfortable with the term universe And feeling that we're all from the same source and energy and I, I found comfort in knowing that we are all one. And, um, that's where I just dove into all of this work at the academy. Just so fascinated with, um, neuroscience and how our brains process information and our language and how, like, I think you have an accent and you think I have an accent, just all of those kinds of things and but yet we're, we're still connected and you know we have this huge desire to communicate with each other and um, so that's that's what I love about it is it's the opportunity to connect with your true source so that you can move confidently in your actions in your words to bring the best of you to the planet because that's mm. why
0: yeah And it and it does seem that the more we're connected with ourselves, the more we can connect with other people and anything in the world, really, right?
1: Mm Hmm. Yeah, exactly. When we see that there's no competition because each of us is bringing something different to the table, there's no competition at at all, you know. Uh, Because I tell a lot of people I'm a life coach just because it's an easy title, but yet if somebody else says they're a life coach, I never feel like they're taking business from me because the way that I do what I do is unlike what anybody else does. Therefore, there's no competition.
0: Mm. Well, and that, that really then reflects the strong embodiment of yourself, right, a strong connection with yourself because you are comfortable knowing that you're um, sharing a particular gift that will work and resonate for particular people. Um, that's what I'm getting from what you just said, right?
1: Exactly. So, you know, if, if anybody wants help, they just need to find the right person, right? So say if I'm a psychiatrist, there's, you know, so many of those out there, but there's only one that resonates with this particular person's issues, right? That can help them solve their problems and move on. So that's why I'm saying there's no competition. It's just finding the right, um, the right resonance, where you get the greatest result in the shortest amount of time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, I think resonance is really, you know, a big focus of my work is energy and and uh resonance seems to be about behind so much of how we connect, uh, both in a in a healthy way and in an unhealthy way, right? We seem to attract um yes. people on all kinds of frequencies, depending on what's what's alive in us.
1: You know, um, the analogy that I love to give about that is um, when you have your, say your radios on and you can tune it to any station you want. And so, you know, some people want to listen to rock. Some people don't. Some people want to listen to country. Some people don't, but you're tuning into that frequency and all of the people that are tuned into that frequency when you make that decision and what people don't realize is at any given time you can change you can change the channel
0: well let's talk about that because that's i guess i'm really curious about is how how do you change the channel in your framework
1: the the first crucial step is awareness and and so a, a better way to understand is So you're listening to your favorite radio station and you're driving, right? There comes a point in time when that station no longer comes in clear, right? The signal starts fading, and irritating. You start scanning for something new, right? So it starts with awareness. It's it starts with you saying, you know, I'm not happy with how this sounds. I'm not happy with these things in my life, um, how they look or feel or sound. So you are actually leaving that frequency finally. Um, or you could just finally say, I don't want to listen to this music anymore. Right. That's another way to be aware. Um, so until you're aware, nothing will change. You'll continue to listen to those same frequencies, you know, for your entire life in, in many cases. So awareness is the first step you need to decide. Oh, I want, I want to listen to the abundance channel or the health channel or, You know, whatever station makes you, I want the happy station or the healthy station. And then you are now turning the dial because it's something you want. It's something you desire. So it's easier to start vibrating those things into your life. And those people that we call coincidences are simply just because we change, we're changing our vibration to that, which we desire and away from that, which we no longer want
0: um okay but so how how do we change our vibration is it is it as simple as so so let's give it let's let's use a practical example um i guess a person might be um caught in a a codependent relationship Mm -hmm. uh, um, with a partner and they sort of know at some level that it's not healthy but um you know due to Ancient conditioning, child, childhood conditioning. They're determined to to stay in that relationship, and there's a lot of emotional uh, enmeshment with another person, which makes it can make it quite difficult to connect with your own voice. So this Very is the, this this is the scenario. Um, what would you how how would your work come into something like that?
1: If I had a client who was wanting to get out of their relationship, but didn't know how, the first thing for me, well, okay, so they already have awareness, right? Because they're realizing this is no longer what I want. It may be five years, it may be 30 years, but they're deciding, you know, that this is not healthy. I'm not happy. I'm not flourishing. Um, And then we, we, we need to be connected. So, okay, let me back up the tether needs to be cut, right? There's something that's keeping them in that situation. So to uncover the tether, why do they feel the need to stay and tolerate these kinds of things? And the way that that happens best is by connecting with their true source, you know, their God light, their higher power to be reminded of why they're here. And they're not here to be bullied by somebody or smothered in a relationship or abused, there's none of us are here for that purpose. So when you find out what it is, then you can start connecting to those types of people. And that's how you start raising your vibration with a little more confidence, because it's not just you, you know, trying to make these changes. Um, But yet at the same time, I'm going to say it's not easy. You 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 do need to be brave. You do need to stay connected to your true source for the For the energy and the power and the strength to keep taking those steps forward Um, and, and, and I know because i'm speaking for you know for, for my mom um having been in multiple um situations, uh, relationships that were unhealthy And, uh, finally she's been in an an amazing marriage for the last 25 years. The fellow is wonderful, but she had to go through two or three before she got there. So it was baby steps in making that happen, but it started with an awareness of one day, just saying, I've had enough. This isn't why I'm here. I deserve to be happy and healthy and all of that.
0: And, um, and then you, you talk about connecting with, um, mm-hmm. that, that's true, that true self. Yes. How do you do that?
1: Um, what, what are
0: the te- techniques that you would use?
1: The, the one that a lot of people can use every day as often as possible, because it's so simple is prayer, right? That's one way, um, but that kind of is a one-way communication, but at least you're shifting your vibration to that which you desire um, and away from that which you don't. Uh, but then the next step would be to open the dialogue between you and the true source. So in a state of meditation, which is so easy to do, you don't have to be lotus position with incense burning on a fancy rug, you know, to to be connected in meditation is focus on your breath, that nice big belly breathing. And uh, then your chatty mind kind of falls away and you can hear your true, your true source. And very easily and quickly, I can tell you, how would you know, like Kim, if you were doing this, your true voice is loving, kind, supportive, nonjudgmental in the way that it speaks to you. Whereas your ego can call you names or tell you there's no hope or that those kinds of things. So that's how you know who's talking because sometimes your ego will try to pretend, you know, it's God or your true source, right? But it's not.
0: And when you say ego, I think you already alluded to it, there that can be that can come in multiple parts, right? There'll be multiple voices mm -hmm. that comprise the ego.
1: Correct. And it depends on what situation you're in at that time will be which personality is speaking, right? It's the one that thinks it's best serving you because it doesn't know better because it's separated from your true source. It doesn't know.
0: So I know, um, you know, there's plenty of people who struggle with meditation and who, when they start meditating, rather than getting a sense of connecting to a, a loving, peaceful voice, they actually become more agitated. Hmm. Um. And I guess one explanation for that would be that when you actually carry a lot of uh, uh, unresolved emotional content in your body, once you start quieting down and silencing it, that actually bubbles up and becomes more active in us, or you become more aware of it. Perhaps it's actually that active all the time, but you actually tune into it more. Yes. Um. How would you How would you manage that sort of situation?
1: I, I know that um, here's the thing that I love, and that's that people have a lot of judgment around what meditation is, right? And so when you, when you begin to learn that you're meditating when you pray, when you, you're meditating when um, you daydream, you meditate when you dream at night while you're sleeping, those are all forms of meditation. So once people can first let go of the fact that they can't meditate, and just let it be what it is for them, um, you know. Like, I, I'm not really that great of a cook, um, but it's still food. But as long as I judge it against other people's dishes, right, I'll, I'll be disappointed. So stop judging and just understand that that's how you how you meditate. And so then, when those things bubble up, then you journal it. Mm. You're going to write it down and go, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe that." Um, Oh, and I wish I could think of something on my own right now because when I do the transformational meditation, it like literally leaves my body and I can't remember. (gasps) Um, But say, for example, let's go back to the relationship, right? So a part of them when they're meditating might start saying, you're such an idiot, you're still in this relationship, or this is your third one and it was just like the other one, right? So you get this this horrible judgmental voice that's going to constrict your vocal cords right, And, and your solar plexus. And it, that's when you come out of the meditation or even right then and there, just flip open the journal and start writing it down because the process of writing connects our logical and creative minds. And it helps bring it out when you journal, it helps get it out of your head, out of that hamster wheel. So it stops spinning around and around and around and around. And then you can look at it and think about what you want right? So stop thinking about what you don't want or why you're an idiot for being in that relationship because none of that is helping. You take a good firm look at, and so say, say you say, well, I no longer want to be in this relationship. Okay, well then that voice is going to go, well, too bad because nobody else wants you or whatever it's going to say. And so you can journal that down. Part of me thinks nobody else wants me because when you look at it outside of your head, sometimes it's laughable. Mm. You know, do you, I hope nobody believes that nobody would ever want you, but that one person on this planet, you know?
0: Well, Um, unfortunately I think a lot of us carry that kind of, you know, those kinds of beliefs at some deep level.
1: Yeah. Because it could be childhood, right? You know, Mm. if you, if you were raised thinking you're not good enough because when a, one or both of your parents were constantly comparing you to somebody else or, you know, never recognizing your true talents. Um, It's easy to think that you're not good enough. And therefore, if you're in one relationship, you might feel like it's the only one you're ever going to have, but it's not. And you know, when I say that, and yeah, my heart just like is aching for people that feel that that's still their truth because it's easier for somebody who's happy. And I'm not in a relationship. Unfortunately, my husband passed from an aneurysm two years ago and, um, but I, I don't feel like I'm never going to be in a relationship again. And at the same time, I don't feel like it, it matters, right? We, we, we tend to base our value and our worth on things outside of us instead of what's inside of us, which is mm-hmm. where the treasure is.
0: Well, and what I'm also hearing both in, in what you just talk about your own situation now and how you relate to when people experience this agitation in meditation is really important to be with what is, right? And be mm-hmm. with what's actually unfolding at this and and, and sit with that, be, become present to that.
1: Yes. Um and, and I've also recommended that people have their dark journal, right? So have a journal that's just for all the crap, the mean things. And, you know, whenever you feel like it, rip out the pages and burn them or, you know, throw it away or, you know, leave it out in the rain to be ruined. Um, but get that stuff out of your head because as long as it's in there, it's alive. Mm. As long as you allow it to keep living, um, it will continue to live in you, and then become you.
0: Become you in the sense that you express it, right? If you mm-hmm. if 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 it lives in you, yeah. Yes. Whereas if you externalize it, the way you describe, um, I like I like that that idea of yeah. It's a
1: physical <laughs> expression of pulling that stuff out into the light. Yeah. And you know, the other thing that's challenging too, because I don't by any stretch of the imagination try to pretend like any of this is easy. It takes a very brave person to say, I want to live my life on purpose. And um, when you start doing that, people around you don't like it. So you're not always going to get the support that you thought you would get when you start making these changes because if you start living your life on purpose and being truthful and you know benevolent, then other people in your life will have to live their lives that way. And they don't want to. They'd rather keep playing small. So keep you small and they don't have to play big.
0: Yeah, that's the whole um, social pressure. or I don't know if you have that concept in the U.S. as well, but here in Australia, we talk about the tall poppy syndrome. Is that a big thing in the U.S.?
1: no what is it we probably just have another name for yeah,
0: it. yeah yeah so tall poppy syndrome is if anybody kind of uh shines uh mm-hmm. you know stands out too brightly then you want to bring them down chop them down so they're not um so tall poppy is someone who's kind of in a way the way it's interpreted by people is that they're putting themselves above others but of course it really uh, often just um these people who are wanting to be themselves and live their full expression. And um, as you say, that, that can cause some resistance.
1: Yes. And you know, there's, there's two things that came to mind when you said that the first one was, um, you know, in, in reality, when a flower blooms, it never looks at the other flower and says, I'm not beautiful enough. Right. When flowers Mm. bloom, they just are what they are. Um, And the other thing is they're So, all light casts a shadow. So when you're being that tall poppy, you're, you are casting a shadow that some people choose to live in and feel insecure and not good enough instead of turning their face to their own light. Right. So if whatever your gift is, when you share that with the world, that's not being egotistical. Um, What's egotistical is the dark side of that, of when you have to tell people, like if everywhere you went, you told people, oh, I'm an author. Oh, I have a podcast. Oh, I, and they're not even asking, then you have an ego problem, right? You want people like, look at me, look at me, look at me. Whereas if you just know who you are and those people who are interested will find you and what you have to share in this lifetime, then that that is truth. That's a, that's a true radiant person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if somebody has to tell you how wealthy they are or how successful they are or how many trophies they have, that is a person that is so insecure. They are just begging to be recognized.
0: Well, and this is interesting, right? Because it can be, um, I think we're so used to judging, in, you know, evaluating ourselves and each other by external, uh, external appearances. Yes. But, um When you just when you're just talking, then it made me think that you can have two people living what looks from the outside like quite identical lives, but one of them the life is driven by some of those ego parts, Mm -hmm. and for the other person, the life is driven by listening to their true. Um, I don't know. What do you call that part again? The true self, the true, the true voice, the true self.
1: Uh, Your true self, your true light, your true, your your north. Mm. You know. Um, and you know how you can tell the difference between those two people is besides the fact that one's a bragger and the other person is just who they are, but, um, health, the person who's living that life of what looks like amazing luxury, and they look like they have it all in air quotes. Um, they have generally those people have health problems.
0: And so, so being in alignment um, with our purpose, you say, is good for our health.
1: It is so amazingly good for our health. And I'm not trying to segue into my book because I just realized <laughs> I have my book coming out in a couple of months, and it's called Get Happier and Healthier Now. Okay. And it's about ha- how happy people are healthy people, regardless of their circumstances or their weight or their income level. Yeah, yeah. And- a lot of you know research goes into that, but when when you are happy, you're healthy because you're vibrating at a level that illness can't connect to. So it can't you can't tune into illness when you are um, when you you know you're happy and healthy. And how do you get happy? You you learn to let go of resentment. Um, you learn to get over things faster. You learn your lessons and move on. You put a smile on your face. Um, you know, you, you recognize when you're judging people and try to understand that, you know, they're there before the grace of God, go I, as the saying goes. Um, and, you know, those are just some of the steps towards happiness, what what makes you healthy. And um, I haven't been sick in five years. I haven't had a cold, a flu, a fever or anything. And, um, part, you know, I know a lot of it is because I'm choosing to f- to put a smile on my face and live my life in a place of happiness. You know, even Mm. just losing my husband a couple of years ago and my oldest daughter moved away for work. You know, things happen. We're all humans. Um, We're on this fun little roller coaster.
0: But I I would like to, uh, I'm curious when you, when you say uh, put a smile on your face, because there is such a thing as obviously uh, putting a fake smile on your face. And I'm Mm -hmm. assuming that's not what you're advocating here. So for example when you lose your your husband I assume there was grief and uh, uh you know hard emotions yes is, and I I assume that dealing with those is part of getting to smiling again is that right
1: yeah, and what you're saying is true, but here's what people do, don't necessarily know. So when you put a smile on your face. Okay, so when I when I had to start going out, right? Getting going back to meetings and work and teaching my classes and such. <clears throat> so I just show up and smile. And I didn't necessarily feel happy, but smiling began to help me feel happy. Because when you're smiling, you, it, it sets off this mental um, domino effect of feeling happier. So even if you're not happy and you put a smile on your face to to you know what you could call maybe a fake smile because you're not really feeling happy, what you'll notice is you start feeling happy and you don't exactly know how or when it happened, but it was because you made the effort of putting a smile on your face. That makes sense.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But sounds uh, it makes me as you're talking. I'm thinking about laughing meditation and how.
1: Yeah. You know,
0: when people just start laughing in the beginning, it's kind of forced, uh, and after not very long at all, you're Uh you're literally just, you know, really laughing because you just connect with that inner sense of. um,
1: Yeah, you're laughing, rolling over. You're wiping tears from your eyes. You know, it's this total metamorphosis to becoming more childlike again, right? Where our innocence was at some point in time where we just were truly here to be who we are and not living in the shadows of our, our egos or others' egos. Yeah. So yes, always turn up the corners of your mouth just a tiny bit um, because it helps Number one, it's good for the muscles in your face. People say, oh, it'll make your eyes wrinkle. But would you rather have a little bit of wrinkles around your eyes or sagging jowls?
0: <laughs> Take your pick. I guess it's preferences.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's all in your hands.
0: Yeah. Um. So I, I do want to move on to transformational meditation. And, and you know, you are... Uh, I think I'm right. Right, you're gonna you're going to give us all a bit of a taste mm-hmm. of transformational meditation at the end of the uh, uh, conversation. Yes, but um, but before that, I just kind of like to get a, a summary. I'm still a little bit unclear about how true speak. You know, like there's a lot of reference in your on your website, um, and you alluded to it a little bit about language and um, you know on the website, there's this concept of limiting internal and external language. Um, how we talk to, I'm uh, assuming that refers to how we talk to ourselves and how we talk to others. Correct. Um, and, yeah, so I'm just, and, I, and I'm assuming the name True Speak comes from, it's, it has a reference to to, to language in it. Um, can you just talk a bit about the role of language in in your t- in your modality and, and how you help people work with us
1: it all started with me being a kid, right? So when you like lo- when you read, you go somewhere else, right? Another form of meditation. Your body's in one place, but your mind is, you know, in in Hogwarts or wherever you know whatever it is that you're reading. Um, so because of my childhood circumstances, I read a lot so that I wouldn't have to be at home, right? In my mind, I was other places, and so. At a, you know, I became a word nerd. I began to realize that words have meaning and we have so many choices in, in how we choose our language and such. And that led to NLP, neurolinguistic programming, um, how our brain processes information, and what certain words mean. And like a perfect example would be in the United States, the F-word, Is a cuss word, swear word that you Mm -hmm. shouldn't say. And, um, but people do freely, right. Whereas, um, because I'm not British, if I say bloody, bloody hell, I don't feel like I'm cussing, right. Because it's not my linguistic nature that that's what those words mean. Um, and so that just got me fascinated just across the planet. What You know what things mean, and how they how they make us feel, how our words make us feel, um what we say to ourselves and we say to others, and how easy it is for us to lie rather than be truthful. and but the consequences are always there, right? the The truth inevitably is better for our soul and our health. Than, than the lie. Um, but the lie is just easier at the time, kind of like fast food. <laughs>
0: and mm. so, like, what sort of lie are you talking about here? What kind
1: of any lies? lies. I, in 2000, what are we coming into 2020? So it was 2017. I made that the year of telling the truth because mm. I feel like I'm a truthful person. I mean, truth speaks my business and I love words and such. I had no idea how much I lied. <laughs> until i was aware right so awareness is your first step yeah yeah yeah
0: so I've, heard, of I've, 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 I've heard statistics of, of that we tell i can't remember how many you know several dozen lies a day anyway apparently a day because there's lies of omission yeah. right where you can tell the
1: whole truth there's lies of convenience where you don't want to go to the party so you say oh i already have plans when you don't right there's when people say do these jeans make me look fat and you say no (laughs) even though you think they're not that flattering you know there's so many ways in which we are untruthful and also with ourselves when we say things like oh well I was going to go to the yoga class today but you know I really need to stay at work longer and that's a lie because what you really need to do is go to the yoga class (laughs) you need to be moving your body right and being healthy yeah Um, well that was a really cool exercise um, for me to find out how much that I actually did lie on a regular basis. And um, so I'm not saying that I'm 100% truthful uh, right now today, just because I still believe that you can consider people's feelings, right? So if somebody wants to know if an outfit makes them look chubby, and if you think it does then I would choose a lie of omission. I wouldn't say, no, it looks fabulous if I didn't believe that. But I would say, well, let's look at a few others or have, you know, something. Something other than literally saying, yeah, since you asked, it does make you look chubby. (laughs) So I'm still a fan of considering people's um, feelings, right, in the way that you speak.
0: Well, I think that's also an important human skill. It is. Yeah.
1: And so um, the whole thing on True Speak about the language is, is just step one. How are you speaking to yourself and others? How do you speak to yourself, and how do you speak to others? Is very often not the same. We tend to be nicer to other people than we are to ourselves. We're often nicer to other people that we don't even like. Um, then we then we we say nicer things to those people than we will often say to our head in our heads to ourselves. Mm-hmm. So, it's important to understand that when you are this perfect expression of love and light, and the world is a better place because you're here, when you know that every day when you wake up and before you go to bed, it's easier to be more loving and kind with your language. And when you are more loving and kind, um, your life gets more harmonious. But first, got to understand what it is that you're doing.
0: What it is you're saying. Yeah, because often we don't even notice what we're saying, right? That seems to be one of those fascinatingly difficult things to become aware of what's happening in our own head.
1: I know. How many times have you said, like, what? I never said that. And then somebody else in the room will go, yeah, I was there. That's what you said. (laughs) Oh. You know, right? Because if two people tell you that's what you said, then it must be true. <laughs> one other person, then it's you know a battle of who's correct and who's not.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> so very fun. Um So that's what True Speak is all about: is helping you understand your, your true voice, and that's the one that's benevolent, loving, and kind, um, not the one that's bossy and you know.
0: And so, so, so essentially, you know, you want to you want to be at most aligned or guided by this benevolent and kind voice. Um, yes. Uh, how do you, how do you treat, how do you view the other voices? I think you alluded to the fact that some of them might, they, they might well play, have played a purpose right in our life at one point or mm-hmm. another.
1: Yes. And so that's where, so the work transformational meditation, I uh, so I was telling you this when we were speaking before, Because our brain likes to do closure, um, that when I say that I do transformational meditation with my clients, people hear transcendental meditation, which is where you're ordained with a mantra, right? And you say the mantra over and over and over again. And that brings you to a level of meditation. It's one of many ways to meditate. It's not what I do. Transformational meditation, I learned this 23 years ago and have been practicing it ever since, um, is when you get into that nice quiet state, which we'll do in a little bit. And then you learn to hear what voices are speaking, uh, what they may be telling you and how to tell the difference between your ego and your true source. Mm. So that, so that when you hear those voices, you can ignore the ones
0: that you know, aren't
1: your truth. And you can listen to the one that is like, for example, have you ever set your keys down and the voice says, Oh, don't put those there. That's not where they belong. And you don't you leave them there anyway. And then yep. later you can't find your keys and you're looking all over the place and you can't find them. So your true source knows, always knows what's best for you right down to where you should always put your keys in the same place every day when you come home. So you'll always know where they are. Simple truth. So when you don't, you get that nice little message of, hey, you should put those where they belong. But then you get to make the choice of if you want to move them or not. And so when you learn the lesson, ah, every time I don't put my keys where they belong, I can never find them. Then your life gets better. Now you just have the habit of you walk in, there goes the keys. They're always there when you need them. And your whole life can be that way when you listen to your truth. Yeah. You can be in the right place in the right time. And and if you're not, it's because there's a cool lesson that needs to be learned so that you can move on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I can relate really well to not listening to that voice. And then afterwards going, why didn't I listen to that voice? <laughs> and on the flip side, what it's like when you do and you, you really feel like you're in a flow state. And life unfolds in that magical mm-hmm way.
1: I love that flow state. And you know why it's challenging, Kim, is because when you heed the voice, everything's cool, right? So you don't know what would have went wrong. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. So, so if you do follow your, your true sense all the time and your life's amazing, you don't know what other catastrophes <laughs> could have been around the corner. Right. And so sometimes we need to feel that angst to remember, Oh yeah, I need to listen to the voice. It's always right. You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well that makes, that makes sense. Um, and also, I also had the the feeling that, or, or the experience that, you know, some parts some periods of my life, um, other these other aspects, uh, old parts are more, more agitated for one reason or another, and and then they kind of drown out. They usually they usually marked by feelings like uh, you know anxiety, worry, those kinds of things. They then distract me from, from. The the inner knowing.
1: Mm-hmm. They do so any any. Here it is in a nutshell negative emotions are sometimes helpful, right? So if I run out of gas in a bad part of town and I have to walk with a gas can I have a right to be a little bit afraid Right anxious worried Those are good negative emotions. I shouldn't be foolish enough to think that You know, nothing's gonna go wrong Um, if I don't keep my wits about me right and pay yeah. attention to my environment So those, those are good signs but if it's not, if you're feeling anxious or frustrated or depressed or lonely or any litany of negative emotions and it's not warranted, um, then it's a part of you that's trying to run your life.
0: Mm. Well, and I guess from the past point of view, it is warranted because some they're, they're experiencing some need is not being met at that point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we take care of those needs, then... It seems that's, yeah, that's like, I
1: mean, for example, because, you know, a survivor of secondhand domestic violence. So we always would hide in the closet as kids when my dad was being violent. And mm. so then as I got older, there was parts of me, these other personalities that, um, t- you know, just said, don't speak up. Don't say how you feel. Don't say what you want. Because when my mom did that, she got, you know. Yeah. bad stuff happened to her when she spoke was spoke up you know to my father. So here I am 20 years later and not able to say how I feel or what I want, right. So that's a part that's protecting me because mm. it kept me safe when I was eight. but you know when I'm 28, I don't live at home. My father's passed away. You know what I mean? So yeah. that, that's what happens. We get those trauma parts. That keep trying to run the show even though the circumstances are no longer um
0: true. Yeah. And so yeah, I, I guess this might be a good a good time to see how transformational meditation works and would because that's I guess one of the things it does is to help us take care of those parts, right?
1: Yes. And so, I mean, obviously you, you, you always want to work with somebody who's trained to be able to hear the voices to talk you through it properly. But the one that we're going to do is really simple to help people understand the voices Mm -hmm. and, and be able to recognize what's happening. So before we start the, there's a, a couple of ground rules. So the first one is really allow yourself to connect to your breath, which we forget to do. You know, spend a little bit of time on the breath, even for experienced meditators, we're, we're still going to enjoy that journey. Then I'll be asking you to imagine certain things in your mind's eye and please allow yourself zero judgment. So, so maybe I say, Oh, now imagine a butterfly and you see uh, a bird or you see a rock. <laughs> like, Instead of going, ah, I didn't see a butterfly. Just like, okay, well, I guess my butterfly is a rock today. (laughs) The whole process, do your best to have zero judgment. Just let your subconscious bubble up whatever needs to come to the surface at this time for you to be aware of. Um, And then afterwards, then to just journal down as much as you can remember. And Kind of look at it then consciously and see okay. What are those? What are those images? Um, So like from a conscious level um, Say if I asked you to imagine your guide, there's a guide who's going to take you, you know through the forest And see your guide now and hold hands and so say say my my guide is dr. Phil Who's this famous Oprah Winfrey? Psychologist from a while back, right? So I I was never really a fan but so my conscious mind would be like, Dr. Phil, ah, but instead just go with it. And then consciously I can go, well, you know, I really wanted a father figure and that's all it meant. Right. So then later, after you journal it, you can understand what's going on by looking at what bubbles up in a guided meditation.
0: Okay. That sounds good. And I guess one other ground rule is for anybody listening to this podcast right now um, who wants to join into the meditation, obviously please don't do it while you're driving. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure if there's any other conditions where you shouldn't be doing it, but um, you have to be able to relax, right, close your eyes, yeah, all those kinds of things.
1: It's best if your eyes are closed, right, because it's hard to imagine things when you're when you can actually see things. So that's why yeah. driving is not a good idea. So, yeah. Anywhere where you can safely close your eyes and relax. Yeah. Okay. And you know, I guess one more thing too, now that I said that sometimes when we meditate, you know, dogs bark or people knock on our door and we're like, oh, it ruined everything. It didn't, you know, just, just let your mind go. Oh, that was a dog barking, but I'm meditating right now. So I'll get back, you know? So yeah, just be kind to yourself.
0: All right. That sounds great.
1: Okay. So. We'll begin by, it's best for this short meditation today if you can be seated and just kind of align your spine where you're feeling tall as opposed to slouched. And that way your natural energy can flow through you from the top of your head all the way down and out through your tailbone. You can draw an unlimited amount of energy, love, and light through the top of your head, your crown chakra, and just see and feel yourself being energized with that energy. And at the same time, remember that if you have the opportunity to do this in nature, to have a seat and you can draw up all the energy and healing power you need from the earth through your tailbone and allow that to radiate out to every cell in your body, helping it be happier and healthier. And so now just begin to focus on breath and allow yourself to breathe in deeper, longer and fuller than you normally would. And as you exhale, just let it go easy, and slow, deep, and low. And then just continue those nice breaths for a moment, in deep and full, all the way through the belly, expanding like a balloon. And then when you exhale, when you think you're done, exhale, just a little bit more until you believe there's nothing left to give and then just relax breathing in deep and full exhale letting go and notice that as you begin to get more oxygen into your bloodstream that means more oxygen to your brain which allows you to access the alpha level of consciousness where the chatty mind can slow down and relax feeling safe and protected in this moment. So if you will keep that nice breath going for the next few minutes deeper, longer and slower on the inhalation and the exhalation as we go on this nice little journey in your mind's eye imagine yourself floating up up away from your seated self into the beautiful sky above feeling yourself there light as a feather with a nice breeze, just blowing off anything that's not serving you, leaving the best of you there floating right now. And then just for fun, turn yourself into any kind of bird for this journey and see yourself soaring, flying in the sky. Just enjoy what that feels like, the freedom, the view, the sense of independence. And then with your wings outstretched, begin this nice, Slow circle, very lazy circle, down, 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 soaring. Bringing with it the knowledge that you are a perfect expression of love and light and that the world is a better place because you're here sharing your gifts and talents. Remember that you are important. You make a difference and that you are loved and appreciated by many. And as you become one, no longer the bird, but the truth and the knowing, anchor the unconditional love that is yours by divine right in abundance, because there is plenty for you and everyone always becoming one, allowing that love to radiate and vibrate and light up every cell in your body so that you can always remember how amazing you are. And then with another nice breath, just getting quiet for a moment. And imagine just for today, your true source, your God light, some kind of image. Just that you can look at for a moment, whatever shape or form or feeling or color. And just connect to it. And you know you're connected because you can feel it's unconditional love for you. And then allow yourself to get quiet and just ask the simple question, what's my message for today? And then if you liked the message, Take it inside where you can remember and it can guide you in your thoughts and actions. However, if perhaps it was your ego talking and maybe bossing you around, then just tell it, thanks for sharing. And then at another time, you can do this meditation again and connect to your true source and get your message because it only takes a few moments. So then with a slight smile on your face and love in your heart and confidence in your soul, gently open your eyes and let the sunlight come back in or the light of where you are. Becoming fully present here and now. Remembering the things that you need to know today that were shared with you. And then just scan your body and see how you're feeling physically. And if you like how you're feeling, remember that you could feel this way anytime you like. It only takes a few minutes to focus on the breath and connect. So with that, I say namaste and aloha. Welcome back.
0: Thank you. Thank you very much, Cheryl. It was lovely.
1: Did you like your message?
0: Um, Yeah, yeah, it was definitely, it was definitely, uh, it was very simple. It was simply be love.
1: Yeah. I know, and our ego sometimes is like, "What? I want a better message." <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, nah, I was pretty happy with that. Okay, cool. Uh, I was, I was thinking um, uh, for people because uh, I know that quite a lot of the people listening to this podcast have a background in consensiology, um, mm-hmm. which we don't we don't talk about God uh, in, really in that in that framework. True. Um, and so maybe uh, i was just wondering if, if there's anybody here you know listening who, who who kind of had an issue with that or something i mm-hmm. for, for me um uh my concept of uh, true self higher self if you want is is my my consciousness at its fullest expression uh you know as a multidimensional being that's that's what works that's how I you know, experience it and, and it resonates with me. So I'm just putting that out there for anybody who has, has issues with um, anything that is vaguely religious.
1: Yes. And I do love that because um, it is a label. And so when you don't have those labels, it's often easier to hear your, hear your guidance.
0: Mm. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, look, I feel, I feel, um, you know, expanded heart chakra uh, loose in my body. Like, um, I really enjoyed the soaring. The soaring, it was kind of some kind of. I don't think it was like an eagle, but some kind of bird of prey, um, that happened for me, and uh, that sensation of, uh, you know, sitting up high in the wind. Looking out across um, well, from where I am, you can see the ocean when you're up high. So mm-hmm. oh, that was very lovely. <laughs> Yay.
1: Thanks for sharing.
0: Um, yeah, and so this so this 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 meditation, L, what's the that's that's kind of a something you could build into your life for a brief connection, is that right? Like a connection with yourself. Correct. And yeah. so
1: what the guided meditation does is like there's thousands of these on uh, Do you all have that insight timer or you know, there's these apps right where you can connect to Meditations, but i'm always conscious of you don't know the training these folks have To know that while you're in the subconscious state right that they're they're guiding you in a way that's um, helpful mm, mm. Um, so guided meditations at least are good because what they do is they allow your chatty mind to have something to do. And that's yep. why they tend to work for most people.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's right. It, it gives you something to focus on rather than just being with your body or your breath. Um, yeah.
1: Right. It's hard to think about what you're going to make for dinner while you're flying as an eagle.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's very true. Um, so I think we're at the end of the time now. So would you like to share a bit with people like where can people find you? Um, oh. and, and what do you, you offer, you offer things online, right? You offer, um,
1: yes. Yeah, so if they liked the guided meditation, I actually have a collection of four different um, guided meditations that uh, have journaling questions at the end. So you don't have to try to remember everything. The questions will help jog your memory
0: yeah. um,
1: if you like to journal. So the guided meditations are there at lgrinnell.com. Um, and then under True speak, I have a coaching program where I can be the coach in your inbox by email. So you can understand how I Help people process information, and then if you like that style of coaching, then we can connect and do more of a, a you know a one on one kind of thing. Yeah, uh, and that's at Truespeak.us. Okay.
0: okay. Yeah. All right, and there will be uh, you know I'll be putting links to both of those sites um, with the podcast, so wherever people access it, you'll be able to find those um, okay, cool. those websites. And-
1: I love email. I don't know if it's because I'm older, but I like email. So you can always email me. It's info, I-N-F-O, at truespeak.us. So I'm open to questions there as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Lovely. Well, thanks so much for sharing what you do with us.
1: Pleasure. Having this opportunity for people to have all these expanded experiences of how to live our lives on purpose. I love yeah.
0: that. Yeah, well, that's right. And there are so many, there are so many different angles at which to um, approach that, which uh, you know, I think, which work for for different people at different times in their lives. Um, so it's great to have a variety. Um, yeah, I think the main the main thing that's that that I always value is to is kind of the ethics that are behind it and the. Mm -hmm. the the focus on on assistance but you know within that there are so many different approaches at work at different times that's that's really great and uh, yeah and i loved learning about about what you offer so thanks thanks again thanks so much
1: my pleasure and looking forward to us speaking again just in general kim thanks for the connection
0: yeah me too bye-bye bye-bye I really hope you got some value out of today's episode. If you did, why not leave a positive review on iTunes and share it on social media to help others find it. The tune seeing us out is another one from Axel Teslev. This one is called Akasha. You can find more information about today's guest on my website, multidimensionalevolution.com including any links to their work and their contact details on my website you'll also find my blog and information and reviews about my book multidimensional evolution which you can purchase in any good bookstore if you want to show your love for this show and get practical info for your own exploration of consciousness finally please get in touch whether it is to ask questions share experiences, or suggest guests and topics. I always love hearing from people, as I believe it is through sharing with each other that we can all grow together. Until then, or until you tune in again, I am sending you my very best energies.